to Disjointed. Our podcast mission is to bring a voice to the problems facing decision-making in the built environment. Today, communication and processes are disjointed in the world of design and construction. Work happens across tools, teams, and timelines, making it hard to keep everyone connected. It's a constant challenge to reduce friction and meet project expectations. We believe there's a better way. Well, thanks for joining in for another episode. I am joined today by Rod Foley from North Mechanical. Rod, thanks for joining me today. Introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, uh, Rod Foley, I am president at at, uh, North Mechanical Contracting. We're based out of Indianapolis and and serve the central Indiana region. Um, So I'm one of those weird guys that uh, I've had one real job my whole entire life. So I, I graduated from Purdue University back in 2000 and in construction management. And there was this little mechanical contractor in Indianapolis. And, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity here and, and have been here ever since. So um, started off as started off as project manager and, and estimator and worked my way through the organization and, and, and run the construction day-to-day business. So um, we've, we've, we've grown quite a bit in our, in my tenure here, when when I first started, we were in a little uh, pole barn um, in, in Indianapolis and doing about seven million dollars worth of work. And and now with our service company that we have, uh, we did north of eighty last year. So um, seen seen tremendous change over the years. Uh, it, well, and you've seen the progression. Like some people jump around, but you've you know you've seen a company grow. It's, it's got to give you also a look into how the industry's changed over time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, when we, we first started, it was, it was all, we did a lot of small work, uh, a lot of in, industrial work here in, in Indianapolis. It was heavy automotive and, and, um, Greg Fuller, who's our, our owner saw the, uh, saw the writing on the wall where that industry was headed. And we started diversifying and, and, um, to see how this market has changed over the years. It's, it's been incredible. Um, and the industry has changed in, in some aspects and some hasn't. So <laughs> I'm sure we're going to dig into a few of those because yeah. I, I think you've had a great window into that. Um, as I've gotten to know North and gotten to know you over the years, this is, it's part of it. And so I want to kick this episode off because it's, you know, it's really about the change that you're experiencing and how leading trade contractors are adapting to these changing delivery methods. You've seen this change over time. So how's that How's that, uh, how's that change been and, and what are some of the problems that might be kind of surfacing themselves as you guys grow? Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we were stuck in that traditional design bid build world. Um, and we're still there. And so I don't want to, don't want to, uh, portray that we're not, but, um, we have seen a movement here that that uh, ha- has led to some change, earlier involvement with with mechanicals and, and trade contractors, um, and, and we've seen that quite a bit. Um, it kind of ebbs and flows with with the way the market is at any given time, but uh, we've certainly seen more of that. We've been fortunate enough to do quite a bit of work that's not that traditional method, be it design assist, design build. Um, IPD integrated project delivery, um, so we're, we've seen that in, in the, the appetite for that in, in this market it has seemed to have grown, especially over the last ten years. Anyway, um, 
and that's that's caused tremendous change in the way that we do business and how how our responsibility to a project to where where that lies. Um, and so there's been quite a bit of change from that that aspect. Well, and I, I obviously I agree that it's good change for the industry. I think this this progression is important. But I'm always interested in what are some of the driving factors for a mechanical around adopting these new methods about getting into this new delivery where are these what are the reasons that you want that to happen as a company so it really for us it started with um with us realizing that fabrication was was a way for us to differentiate ourselves make us more um, effective as a mechanical contractor more efficient um so back in the early 2000s um we, we started down that path in, in trying to develop fabrication and, and develop that arm of our business. Um, and what that has done for us is effectively taken all the things that we used to do on a job um, that, that really lied in the hands of, of our skilled tradesmen. Um, and we've pushed that way earlier in the life cycle of the project. Um, so, we are way out in front of of on time timeline of where we we were at 20 years ago in, in any given project at any given time we're way ahead of that now um you know i i talk to our guys quite a bit it's like you know we're at the heart we're really not doing anything different at the heart of what we're doing um it's just the time frame that we're doing it in is completely changed and who's doing that has completely changed. Sure, the tools have changed. So, you know, obviously BIM is, is a huge part of that. Um, and, and so that, that the way we accomplish it maybe has changed, but at, at, at its heart and soul, it's still all the same functions, right? I mean, like we had to figure out how we were going to build this, where everything was going to go, how are we going to put it together? How are we going to get it in? Um, just when we're doing it and who's doing it has changed tremendously. Um, and that's that's been the biggest change. So it is really that fabrication piece that drove us to this. Um, you know, we feel like fabrication now is a byproduct of what we do. Um, and, it, and it comes down to the planning piece. Um, going down that fabrication road has has just ramped up the planning that's involved to make that happen. And so now we look at it more about it's about the planning that we're doing up front and and, and the fabrication and, and then ultimately the build out in the field is a result of that planning. So. Yeah, you hit on a couple of things. I mean, I, I love that you actually focused on what we're building's not changed, right? Where we're doing it and when we're doing it is the change. But when you said that, you know, you're ahead of timelines. Well, timelines for projects have been accelerating consistently for the last 30, 40 years, right? That's that's just, I mean, there was a dip for a time. Well, that's because we tried to get a whole lot safer. And so, you know, that's that lovely productivity thing. But but truly we're we're timelines are pushed up and you guys are are facilitating where that gets done. It doesn't actually change in some respects the end product. Um, which I like because not a lot of people understand how fabrication and offsite they they get this idea of like there's machines doing everything and robots and it's like no this is it's just a you know we're just ch changing transforming evolving a bit um, I always like to say this we used to put 
a few parts and pieces together and then plug them in. Well, now the manufacturer sends a lot of that together. Well, that's just a first step in fabrication. We're just, we're just going, Hey, look, we can do that even bigger. So, and, and I think people need to understand that, but you hit on something that I think probably creates some friction for you is planning. This is a huge part of why modern delivery methods, design build, design assist, IPD are so important. So that planning, what have been some of the obstacles for you as a contractor in, in that planning? And, and uh, let's be honest, we, we weren't very good at it for a while. No, yeah, yeah, we, we weren't. And, and I'd, I'd argue we probably still aren't very good at it, uh, getting better. Uh, but, but long way to go there. Um, the, you know, the, the biggest obstacle and I can point to, to a job that, that we're doing right now. Um, we bid, it was a job that we bid. So it's, it's a traditional, uh, design bid build. Um, and, and it's not a big project, but, um, we got, we, we bid the job, um, didn't hear anything for a couple weeks, a month, maybe. Um, and then the phone rings and it's, Hey, we got the approval. You guys are on, on board. We need you out here Friday. And this was Wednesday. This is literally two days notice of, Hey, we need you out here to, to get started. And it's like, there's, so I got a day and a half to plan, right? I, I haven't even done a turnover. I mean, it's, the estimator hasn't looked at it for a month and, and I got to be productive in two days. And, and we're seeing that time and time and time again. It's the turn, the turn from the time we turn a bid in or a proposal and hopefully it's a proposal, but, um, and the time that we're expected to be on site is so limited that there's just, there is no time to plan. And somebody's yeah, got to be reviewing. Off. It's not like the documents are the same, right? No, you can't. You got to check the design documents, make sure those didn't change in the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's, that's our number one struggle. Um, you know, the, so one of the things that we like to do is we, we ask our customers all the time, you know, what's your, what's your biggest, what's your biggest problem on a job site or on a project? And almost every CM we talk to, they all say BIM takes too long. You know, our, nobody ever hits our BIM schedule. And so it's like, well, perhaps maybe the BIM schedules aren't right, you know, from the get go. And, and we're not, we're not allowing for that process to take place. Um, and, and so we're, we just see it far too often, far too often. Uh, well, and it, it's, it, that's an important factor because if we're consistently off, right, we're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. This is insanity. We need to increase those BIM schedules and, and really understand the positive impact they can have on the overall delivery. I think that's where, as you get into those CMs and I mean, the advanced CMs and the advanced owners get this, but let's be honest, that's, that's the rarity, right? That's who's pulling the thread forward for us that, um, it, the right schedule for BIM drives an advanced schedule for fabrication that ultimately delivers a predictable result. And that's the goal that we're, that we're pushing at. Um, so, you know, how do you, and I know with the, you know, we call it the industrialization, you know, fabrication, modular, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, that takes an involvement in the process. And I know you've been involved in IPD. Um, 
as I've gone through this show, we've we've brought this out a few times, and I want to bring it out from a trade contractor perspective. IPD is not a kumbaya experience, right? Um, I think you did it well, so I'm going to let you describe where it where it goes from kumbaya to reality. Yeah, um, we have we have been fortunate enough to be a part of a couple of those projects, and and they've been good projects, um, but. You know, there's there's a process in those, and and it starts off, and there there is kumbaya for sure. You know, you you you, you kick off, and everybody's involved, and, and we're all gonna we're all gonna tackle this thing as a team, and and we're all holding hands and singing songs, and, and everything's great. Um, but at the end of the day, this is construction, and this is messy, and it's hard, and there's problems, and IPD is not a magic pill for that. It's not gonna fix it all. Um, you, but that's when, that's when the power of IPD comes, uh, in, into play. And that's what, what we've seen it do is align everybody's goals on the project. Um, and that, that's the key. That's the difference. That's the different differentiator in that process is, is we all have the same end goal in mind. Um, so no longer do I, is it about, North Mechanical being productive and, and making money on a project. It's about the project being successful and the owner getting what the owner wanted. And that's what defines success on an IPD job. And so it gets us when those problems arise, um, and they will, we're all, we all got the same island we're rowing to. So we're, we're all going to the same place. And instead of, instead of me worrying about how is North Mechanical, how does this impact North Mechanical? I'm worried about how does this impact the job and traditional contracting methods. That's, that's not the case at all. I mean, where it's, they're adversarial by, by contract. I mean, it sets up adversarial roles and, and that breaks those barriers down. Yeah. It, I mean, fundamentally, if I'm hearing it, like those old methods put us at odds and the new method, at least in the beginning, creates a trust amongst the team that, Hey, we're all rowing to that Island. It doesn't mean we're all going to agree on how we get there and how we do it, um, but it's going to allow us to go into a room and sort of fight it out because we're all rowing. Everybody knows that's that's where we're headed, and I we're all going to argue about the best way. What I find though is that is that it seems in the transformation of this, people can't leave their egos behind. They have to like win. How has that been a transformation for you guys that you don't necessarily have to win, but you have to, you have to fight for your ideas as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, that's a great point. And you do have, you have to have the right people because those egos do have to get checked at the door. Um, and that, and that goes from the top, from the owner all the way down to the, to the lowest tier subcontractor that's involved. Um, everybody's got to check that and, and start listening to each other. Um, you know, in, in tradition, one of the biggest advantages that I see is when I'm sitting at that table in those types of projects, I'm sitting there with every key stakeholder in the project. So it's no longer me talking to, um, in a traditional sense, a, a general contractor or construction manager. Um, I'm talking to the construction manager, but I'm also talking to the architect engineer and the owner and, and the people that are going to occupy this building and, and utilize it. Um, and that that's a game changer because um, it allows 
me to understand the overall picture instead of just just my piece of it. Um, you know what's what's productive for me may not be productive overall. The net the net gain may may not be there, um, and so that that's been the difference. Um, you know, one of the one of the big aha moments that that came to me was on the first one we did. Um, we were talking about drawings, and I'm talking with the engineer, and he's talking about um, you know what they typically will give us. And then he's asking us, what do you do with those drawings? And I said, honestly, we pretty well throw them away. He's like, you're kidding. I said, no, I mean, we, we take those drawings as a roadmap, but we pretty well throw them in the trash and start over. And, and his comment was, I I had no idea. I had no idea that's what was happening. And, And we have similar stories of, of, moments where I had no idea the engineer was doing the things that they were doing. And so it's like having those, having that understanding of the perspective of everybody else in the room. Um, and you get that in those, those scenarios and those, those methods that you just don't have in the traditional method. Well, I love it. Cause you hit on two things there for me that, that I want to go back to one. Um, <laughs> This came to me at some point that design bid build is our version of the phone game, right? You've played the phone game and you know how that ends up. Well, it, well, now we we can actually. And at one point, I was like, "Oh, well, we need to do the digital phone game." And I go, "Well, actually, we still get lost in translation, right?" Like, so you're getting rid of that and 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 connecting and understanding perspective. But you hit on another piece that I don't think people are giving enough credit in the, in these modern delivery methods, which is waste. That work that, 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 that engineer was doing was waste. So if you know their waste and they know your waste and the contract allows you the ability to get past that, that's what we're trying to get rid of, right? Waste is cost cost. We can all be more profitable, still deliver things that eat, you know, same cost or lower, but, you know, make more money for everybody. I mean, there, there's also this, this, there's this total fear and I'm, I'm here to end the total fear. Everybody in this business is here to make money. And, and I love to talk about this because it's like, Hey, I love working with North mechanical. I just got to drive their price down. Well, if I drive them down enough, I'm going to drive them out of business. And now I got to go work with somebody else. So that perspective is Hey, whiff them. What's in it for what's in it for Rod and North? They need to make money. Because I want them to be my next partner. And there's a fear. I mean, have you seen that fear? I mean, how's oh, absolutely. That- uh, absolutely. We had we had an IPD project we did. Um, and and at the end of the day, the owner said that was the best project we ever did, and we will never do it again. And the reason was, is because there was a check they had to write at the end of it um, because of the savings that we achieved during the, during the project. And it's like, you know, what, how does that make any sense? But it, it's that, that old mentality of, you know, that we're out to, out to get you and, and one up you. And, and, and that, that, that prevails throughout this industry. And I'm sure for good reasons, there, there's been plenty of times that that's happened, but. Uh, we gotta, we gotta break that down. 
Uh, and I agree with you. I think um, a level of transparency there is is important, and that's really hard for the industry, right? Like nobody trusts that everybody's showing their cards. Um, and you're right. We got here for a reason. But if we keep using that as an excuse, or my favorite excuse is, is well, it's just too hard to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how are we going to get anywhere? Yeah. 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 It, it is hard. <laughs> it is hard, but that's okay. <laughs> hard is hard is okay. You know? Yeah. Well, that's my favorite thing is like anything. If it was easy, you and I wouldn't have to sit down and have this conversation. I wouldn't get to have a show. It would be like, uh, you know, this is the way it's over. No, every, anything worth doing is hard. So how does, you know, how do you as a leader in the company and, and leading out with those customers say, yeah, it's harder, but it's better. Yeah. And you hit on it with transparency. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing that I can do is, is, as a contractor is I'm, I'm not afraid to be transparent and show you, I mean, when you get involved in those types of projects, and I'm not here to say that IPD is the answer for everything, um, but when you do that, I mean, you talk about being transparent. I mean, you're you're opening it up. I mean, there there's no secrets. It's it's audited financial statements up front. And they know exactly here's what you make and here's here's your costs. And and I think we as contractors have to be open to that and be okay with that. Um, I think traditionally. As an industry, we're very guarded. We don't want any anybody to know we make money um, because that's been a that's been a stigma, right? It's a bad thing to make money, but I'm I'm okay with making money. I mean, it's it's why we're here, like you said. It's why we're in business, and so is everybody else. So, yeah, um, whoever you're building for is building that to make some sort of money somewhere. Like that's the the fuel that runs all of our companies. It's not why we we do what we do, but without it, we don't. You know, it's like it, gasoline in a car gasoline is not the why of my car. It's because I want to drive somewhere. I want to race the, whatever it is. So uh, you're right. And, and I, I I like that you go back to, uh, I don't want to say I'm sitting here saying IPD is the way, right. And is the, the one pill, but modern delivery changing this, that transparency, I don't care what you do to get it. The benefits have to outweigh it. Um, and another one I want you, you, I want to bring you back to something you talked about earlier with having key stakeholders. And I know, um, you know, I was just a part of an event with the MEP innovation and there's this mixing of trades and I know that's become a part of IPD. It's, it's part of those stakeholders you're sitting with articulate why coming together with the other major trades like that is important. Yeah. And you're, you're absolutely right. It, what it does is it forces the conversations to happen during that planning process. And so the people that are responsible to install the work and put the work in have a say in, in the design and have a say in how this, this project is planned out. Um, you know, traditional method is all that's done up front. I get a set of documents, I bid it, here's the schedule. Here's the sequencing. Here's the flow. And my hands are cuffed to make a whole lot of changes to it because it just this is this is what we purchased and this is the way we're doing this project. And, and so um, when you have everybody involved that's responsible, the, in, the, the last person that's responsible for that process to get put in place 
is at the table, then everybody gets a better picture of what exactly needs to happen. And, and that makes that planning process more sound um, because you do have everybody's involvement. And, and I, I have to believe that somewhere along this way, you've, you've seen some innovation come out of that. What are maybe some of the innovations you've seen come out of that collaboration? Yeah, I, you know, and I think it came back to uh, one project we were we were able to um, put together overhead uh, mechanical electrical plumbing uh, rack systems, and and that that was a joint effort amongst multiple contractors, and and uh, you know the 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 way it was successful was is everybody was involved up front we were planning out in detail what this was going to look like before we even had even, I would say 30% floor plan drawings. I mean, it was that kind of early that we're, we're detailing out. What is this, what is the racking system going to look like? How are we going to connect it? How are we going to put it together? Um, and, and would have never happened in a, in a traditional method. I mean, there's just no, no possible way it could have happened, but, um, and then, and then you take it to the step step further of, okay, there's the conversations. Who's going to put it up? And who's going to put it together? And who's going to provide the material for the 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 support structure? Um, and, and what happened was, is we all figured out what is it? What's the most efficient way to do it? Because um, it didn't matter about who who paid for it. Because at the end of the day, you were going to get reimbursed for it. So it wasn't well. I had this much money in my bid to do to provide this. So I'm not going over that. It, it didn't matter at that point. It was about what's the most efficient way to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I love it. Cause I mean, that efficiency is what drove that check to be created, which then somebody felt bad about when ultimately they actually saved far more than that. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And they, they just don't know it. It's, we, we didn't do cost studies because we're non-transparent in the original design bit build. Nobody does cost studies at the end to really figure it out. Right. If yeah. we did those, we'd see those gaps and then say, okay, you cut this check. How about you cut this check? And maybe that would feel a little better. Um, but I want to I wanna bring up some friction that I know exists for trade contractors. You were talking about 30% design. Right. And you're out there and we're doing a lot of this quote unquote off site now. You can't see it. Those decisions need to stick. Just because you can't see it doesn't necessarily mean you can change it. And that's transparency. But transparency has its own set of problems for people who classically up the chain. Haven't had to stick to that. How has that presented itself? Have you run into those problems? Yeah, you know, I think uh, it, it it is, and, and like I said, it's back to that whole plan. I keep saying planning, but that's what it's all about. Um, we've seen, we've been a part of projects where we we've had this intent um, to be collaborative and make these plans, and, and we do, and, and we're going to fabricate this, and we're going to. Uh, you know, do this sequencing to allow that fabrication to go in. And, and I need a opening in the building that looks like this for this amount of time so I can get that in. And, and you've got all those people making those decisions up front. 
and, and it all sounds good. And then it goes out to the field and, and that, that methodology and that team oriented approach goes out the window and, and things get hard. Like we talked about it is construction and things get hard and schedules get tough and compressed and, and everybody falls back to the traditional mode of operation. And now all, all of a sudden, all these things that we said we were going to do goes out the window and we're left holding the bag because we've got, you know, we've got racks that are going to go in the building that won't fit because I don't have an opening in the building to get them in. And, and so we've seen that time and time again. And there, there's just that disconnect from, uh, from that planning piece to the execution piece. Uh, and I, I like that because you're talking about what Sala and the team from from Microsoft talked about on the digital building life cycle. It's like part of that is is digitally building up front and then consistently reality capturing to make sure the team is there. And I'm I'm not saying that owners and designers and others can't make changes. The thing about it is they have to have a transparency into the overall impact. And and modern methods have allowed us that ability to say, listen, we're not standing here telling you you can't do it because we don't want you to do it. We want you to know the ultimate impact of what it is you're doing and what, <laughs> what we're doing in the field, how that's impacting what we're designing and planning for and how we're able to deliver. And then that gives you a total cost of where we're at. And, and that's what I'm hearing from you is it's, it's, there's this level of transparency that drives far more. When everybody thinks transparency, they first and foremost think cost. Like you just want to see my bank statements and my P and L and all that stuff. And no, it's that I want you to understand the plan and know that everybody in this domino world gets affected. Um, what have been some of the really positive changes that you've seen from these lessons learned as you do more of these delivery methods? I think the biggest thing, and to your point of transparency, not being just cost, it's it's an understanding of everyone's process. Like what what are all the steps that that are involved to get from point A to point B? Um, you know, a, a good example from from my standpoint is in a traditional job, you have the BIM process and we sign off on this area and, and we say it's ready to go. Um, and then you get the superintendent that gets word, hey, this area signed off, it's ready to go. You need to be out here tomorrow putting it in. Well, there's two, three, four weeks worth of work in between sign off and install that have to happen that happens off site. And, and if you haven't lived that and been through that, you don't know, you don't, you're not even aware that those steps exist. I mean, it, it makes sense. We signed off. Okay. Put it in. Well, if you understand all the process that goes involved in between sign off and install, then, then it makes that, that planning piece a lot more effective. I, 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 I'm thinking about something here that I've never, I love this show for this, for this ability to talk to you guys. Cause there's also, I feel like there's an opportunity here. Cause I know all the things that go on when it comes to fabrication and how, you know, this has become this incredibly well-oiled machine. Um, it's almost like we have to take people like North and others that are doing this and like invite owners like Microsoft and others in and be like, listen, Here's the, cause there's a wow factor to what you guys do. I mean, I will be honest. I love the trades for that reason. It is the wow factor of 
this is something in a design and there's somebody who figures out how to spool this thing and send it to things that cut and organize. We almost have to open it up and educate and say like, look, here's the transparency of how this thing works. I don't know if any, I know we do that internally um, and we're starting to do it more as cross trade, but I mean, what do you think about the idea of bringing in GCs and bringing in owners to see that? Absolutely. It's a, it, and that's a push we've, we've really made over the last couple of years is trying to get folks into our shop and, and show them here's what we do. Um, and they always walk out shocked at, at everything that goes into it. Um, and so you're, you're absolutely right. We have to do a better job as, as trades educating everyone upstream of all the things that we are doing that you used to see on a job site. A lot of this is being done. Like I said earlier, it's earlier in the projects. It's done off the job, um, but it's still real work that has to happen. Um, so yeah, the, the education piece of it is is key, and we haven't done a real good job of it. Well, hopefully, people are listening in that can that can really say, "Hey, wait, now I want to go see this." So if you're if you're anywhere in this, it, it I know this for a fact when it comes to the trades themselves. If you're a trade and you don't know how to do this. We open it up and show it. One of the things that I know North has embraced is if all of the trades, even your competitors, adopt your philosophy and adopt these modern methods, then it raises the whole tide. I mean, talk about how that competition piece or what we call coopetition has really surfaced itself and why it's good for North. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is, and we, you know, we're not we're not scared to to bring folks in and show them what we do. Um, we don't see that as a competitive disadvantage to do that. Um, uh, we're, we're very heavily involved in MCA and, and uh, um, we, we've done spotlights on, on MCA and videos of here's exactly some, some processes that we have in our shop that goes out to anybody, any MCA contractor that wants to see it, including all my competition. Um, but it, it is about advancing the industry um, and, and if we're not open to to sharing what we're doing and what we've learned, um, we're stifling the industry as a whole. And, and we wouldn't be where we are if there weren't people before us doing the same thing and, and opening their doors to show us exactly what's going on. Um, we've learned a tremendous amount from other contractors. So. Well, I, I I love that, and I and I want to wrap it up because um, we're getting to that time, but I, I, what I've really heard from you and well, anybody listening has heard is that planning, 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 planning. Yes. We have got to plan. Um, we've got to plan to change the plan, but in a way that's, uh, open and transparent. So everybody kind of understands. Right. And also I'm hearing that it's hard and that's a good thing. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and it's enjoyable. The see, I like that you enjoy that Rod. I mean, Maybe there's some sort of personality thing we should do on you. Like, why do you enjoy hard things? Yeah. yeah. I don't but, know if I go there. But. No, right? But but if it's hard and, and anything worth doing and worth changing is hard and, and, and it's worth leaning in to do and it's worth sharing it across the, across the board. Um, and, you know, finally, if we all make money, we can all continue to do this and we can all drive a better experience. In construction, I think far too many times we end jobs exhausted and beat up. And um, it, it's not brain surgery. And so it should be more of a fun experience. You know, it's 
we all do a lot of things that are hard in our life that we really, really enjoy. So we should, this job should be enjoyable and the, and the experience should change and it can. Yeah, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. It's, it's what it's about. Well, I appreciate you coming on Rod. Tell everybody where they can find out more about you, more about North mechanical, maybe get involved in the change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, so website is, is www.northmechanical.com. So pretty simple there. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I do have a Twitter account, but it's not very active. I, I do more watching than tweeting, but it's uh, Rod underscore Foley, um, F-O-L-E-Y. And uh, so yeah, I do I do monitor it. I don't tweet a bunch, but, but if you reach out to me there, I certainly will see it. Thanks for tuning in to this season of Disjointed. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Disjointed or read the show notes, just stop by disjointed.fm. Do you have a show idea or want to lend your voice to the discussion? Then email me at jeff at disjointed.fm. This show is brought to you by Join, the decision-making platform for the built environment. Learn more at join.build.